Nicaragua. If you're wondering why I'm smiling, it's because there's something going on that was almost expected. Uh, I had a feeling this was going to happen, and guess what? It's happening. AON is another one of those right-wing, very anti-everything, but especially Mexican networks that has come along in the last year or so. There's Newsmax, there's AON, and those two networks think that Fox is too liberal. They think Fox is too liberal, so they want to be right of Fox. It's called OAN. What, did I say AON? It wouldn't surprise me. It's OAN, and I guess it stands for One America News, right? Well, the big cable companies, you know, the, the Comcast and the uh, DirecTVs and uh, Verizon, the big ones have decided to start taking some of these channels off the air because I guess it's a business decision. I guess they don't think they're making them enough money. They don't think they're providing enough of a product that they need. And they're also getting in a lot of trouble. A lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits are coming up. And as a result, they're slowly taking them off the air. And the very last one now apparently is this one, this OAN. And Verizon has made a decision to take OAN off the air. So now an anchor on OAN goes on the air and starts pleading with people. Interestingly enough, they're very, very, very right wing. You'll learn that in a minute. Very right wing, which is okay. This is a free country. People have a right to be right wing, but that's what they profess on the air day in and day out. I mean, it's not even close. You know, some people think Fox is too far right. Cool. Well, compared to Fox, you know, com compared to compared to OAN and compared to Newsmax, Fox is not conservative. Certainly not conservative enough. So here's this anchor on OAN pleading with people, especially liberals, to send them money, to, to call your congressman, because we need a voice, even if it's different than yours. And look at, look at how she puts it. Look at how she phrases this. This is, this is interesting. But it is absolutely crucial that for once we defy the powers that be, that we all come together, set aside our differences in a unified effort so that we can recognize the horrifying danger that lies ahead. If you're watching this and you're laughing and scoffing because you think that you're immune to what's coming, you just wait. Enjoy your freedoms while you still got them. Yeah, enjoy your freedoms while you still got them, says uh, Alison Steinberg. That's her name, right? Alison Steinberg. Uh, Interestingly enough, let me tell you a little bit about Alison Steinberg. So Alison Steinberg is an anchor at OAN who, I guess, I'm using the word anchor as a news anchor loosely. Um, I don't know where they get their talent, but since she has been at OAN, she has been famous for gleefully announcing that uh, President Biden had COVID. Uh, yeah classy. Uh, she goes after, uh, you know, African-American activists all the time. Um, she has been known to say things that have been extremely questionable. And lately, she has made the news. In fact, if you Google her, you'll find her all over the place because she had a particularly vile rant against gays. Here it is. And guess what I came home to be greeted with? This fucking bullshit. What the hell is that? Huntington Beach is the town of good old-fashioned, hard-working 
American people, the people that worked all through the COVID lockdowns. Yes, that's right, Huntington Beach never shut down through any of the COVID nonsense fuckery. And now we're peddling this garbage? What the hell is this? The only flag that you get there is that American flag. It's a disgrace to our city and it should be taken down immediately. Whoever the hell is running this town needs to be fired. Make America great again. By the way, I mean, I don't know if you caught this, but you can not like gays. You can not like Latinos. You can not like women. You can not like whatever the heck you want to not like. But some of these assertions that you hear from Ms. Steinberg and her ilk is that somehow if you're gay, you're not American. Somehow if you're gay, you can't be hardworking. Somehow if you're gay, you don't care about this country. I mean, wh wh isn't that a bit of where how do they how do they make these combinations and by the way that what you just saw there that's a network news anchor let me say this again that is a network news anchor that you just saw yes Allison Steinberg is an anchor for those of you who don't like Sean Hannity or you don't like Tucker Carlson or you don't like Rachel Maddow or you don't like me, or you don't like, uh, I don't know, Anderson Cooper. I mean, how about this? There's, <laughs> there's an option for you. Um, different, I would say, right? But here's what's interesting about all of this. Yes, ever since Steinberg went on the air and started saying all these crazy things, the things that she said about President Biden, that made lots of headlines. Uh, when she was an anti-masker and had this video where she went into a Starbucks and complained in the Starbucks because they made her wear a mask. And, you know, she did the whole Karen thing because she's, I mean, that's Karen. That's Karen on TV, right? Karen has made it to the big time. Karen, Karen is now an anchor on TV. In fact, hey, you know what, Antonio, let's see. Let's see anchor Karen one more time. Déjame ver a déjame ver a a a Karen or a, a Allison otra vez. Dale. And guess what I came home to be greeted with? This fucking bullshit. What the hell is that? Huntington Beach is the town of good old fashioned, hardworking American people. My fault. I, I just had to see that again uh, with with that concept that just came to my mind. My gosh, she's Karen. She is Karen. Karen has made it to the big time. That woman that you just saw right there, Alison Steinberg. Alison Steinberg. That's Karen. Karen is an anchor at OAN. I mean, she's she's there. She's doing the news. <laughs> Alison Steinberg, the woman who went after uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, has attacked African-American activists gleefully reported the president of the United States, President Biden, had COVID like she was celebrating it, I guess thinking maybe something bad will happen to him. Um, went into a went into a uh, Starbucks and apparently it's on video somewhere. There are reports that she had a Karen moment and complained because somebody asked her to wear a mask and, you know, she went into the whole Karen tirade. She's an anchor. She's an anchor on a on OAN, and and OAN is now being told by Verizon. Look, uh, I know, I know, you, we're taking you off the air. Which means, by the way, this is probably the death knell for OAN. That means most likely, at least according to most of the 
what we've read from people who follow these things, that means from a business standpoint, they're going to lose upwards between 30 and $50 million. And once that's gone, where else are they going to get their revenues, right? I mean, these companies survive as cable channels because they have a certain amount of subscribers, which are being given to them, almost loaned to them, if you will, by the cable company. So if, 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 if you and I had a channel, the Rick and You channel, and we were lucky enough to get it on, on, uh, on, on Comcast or on DirecTV or on Dish or on Verizon, well, what happens then is they allow us to come and talk to their audience, right? They own the theater. The people who come to that theater belong to Comcast or Verizon or, or, or DirecTV. And they allow you to come up on stage and perform for their audience. And when they say, we're giving you the hook, we no longer are going to have you come up on stage. You can talk still, sure. You can go out in the street corner. <laughs> you could go out there with the crazy people and make all kinds of uh, announcements about things. But you've lost your captive audience. And that's what's happening right now with OAN and what's happened with uh, Newsmax. And a lot of these networks that are to the right of uh, Fox News. And by the way, I, I, I got to tell you something else about these networks. The, these, these networks are right now, this is the worst thing that could happen to them right now. You know why? A lot of these networks are in the midst of a very serious, very serious lawsuit. Do you remember when there were reports out that there were these two companies, one was called Smartmatic and the other one was called Dominion, and that apparently Dominion and Smartmatic had come in and they cheated on the elections, on the advice or the uh, directions of Hugo Chavez, who's been dead for however many years, but it doesn't matter, that these two companies went in and they changed the votes all over America, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and some people were very careful to report that because it just, it sounded crazy. It's like, what? Right? Well, we later found out that Smartmatic and Dominion had nothing to do with the election in all of the states where they are accused of doing these things, right? So if you think about it, right, it, it would be like you accusing me of committing a murder in California and I have a passport stamp and a plane ticket and pictures that prove that while that crime was committed, I was actually not in California. I was in London or in Paris. And there's the proof. And then all I have to do is say, I wasn't in California. I couldn't have committed. Well, that's just the same thing. Smartmatic and Dominion are saying, we didn't, had nothing to do with those elections. We weren't in those states. We were not the vendors. So we could, we had nothing to do with the tallying of those votes. We weren't there. And they can prove it. And yet both AON and Fox, to some extent, and Newsmax, went on the air and reported those things as fact. And they're being sued. And most legal observers think that lawsuit is ironclad. And it could be a hefty price. And if they just lost $30 million, right, which they were getting from Verizon for being on the air, and now where else are they going to get their revenues? And they're about to get smacked with a lawsuit. Well, look, just do the math in your head. Legal fees alone say they got a problem which is why Miss Allison Steinberg is on the air seemingly begging for money and I guess to keep her job. But let's talk more now about the fact that when she did that rant, right, 
that rant about what's going on with the gays and they got to take down that flag in California because how can you have a flag like that? The only flag that matters is the one which represents good, hardworking Americans, as if to assume, by the way, that there are no such thing as gay people who are hardworking America or love America, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll leave that aside. Here's the point. I want to share with you a Latino perspective, because this is the thing that sometimes we look at and we wonder why the coverage is not the same. So when I went on the Googles, as they say, I found that rant against uh, gays, appropriately, by the way, all over the place. Everybody jumped on her for that because, I mean, she just looked like she was out of control. And obviously, she has a right to not like whoever she wants to not like. But the way she said it was offensive. Not to mention, if you're going to be on television as a cable anchor, you have to have some sense of decorum. But we'll leave that aside. When she went after Joe Biden, tons of articles as well. And I'm not criticizing the fact that there were articles about her criticizing Joe Biden. I imagine some people are going to say, well, it's the Dems. Well, it doesn't matter. He's still the president of the United States. And to gleefully announce that he has COVID is a little bit over the top. Got it. And when she went after BLM and her uh, channel went after uh, Black Lives Matter, they also did the same thing. It took me about half a second to also find her accusing or criticizing Latinos and Catholics. I happen to be Catholic and I happen to be Latino. So I just put her name and I did a little Google search on my computer and I put in Allison Steinberg and then I put in Latinos. Just like that. Took me about 30 seconds to find what I'm about to show you. So the Pope, as you know, had uh, recently been talking a lot about refugees and immigrants all over the world. And he was trying to make the point that we, we need to be loving of immigrants. And as difficult as it may be, whenever we can, we should accept them. And that we have to make sure that the racism, which in, in, in exists in all of our hearts, we, we all discriminate in one form or another. And the Pope was trying to make that point that inside of us, we all have a little bit of that, that uh, we need to remove that and we need to embrace and we need to love and we need to do so, especially for the poorest among us, especially when it comes to immigrants. Well, here is how Miss Allison Steinberg on camera anchoring her newscast responds to the Pope's message. Let's take a listen, Antonio. It's, it's a joke, honestly. Where does he get off? I think he means to say he's the racist because we are not racist. If he cares so much about these undocumented immigrants piling across the border, maybe we should just ship them off to the Vatican, put the halt on putting them to D.C., send them straight to Italy. Oh. Can you can you believe that? This is the anchor of a cable news network. It's not the comedy channel, right? This is not the sci-fi network. This is not the bizarre animals network. This is not Lifetime. This is a news network. This is, the, this is where we are in America right now. This is a news network, and that woman supposedly is reporting the news to you. And because the Pope said that we need to be kind to immigrants and refugees, something every spiritual leader all over the country has said many times, I'm sure, no matter what religion they come from, that we need to love one another and do everything possible to accept one another, especially those who need us the most, right? Well, she goes after the Pope. She goes after the Pope. In fact, 
I, I think we should just let, listen one more time to the words here. Let's listen to the anger. Listen to it one more time. Dale, Antonio, una vez más. It's a joke, honestly. Where does he get off? I think he means to say he's the racist because we are not racist. If he cares so much about these undocumented immigrants piling across the border, maybe we should just ship them off to the Vatican, put the halt on putting them to D.C., send them straight to Italy. He is the racist. The Pope. The Pope. Yeah, it's um, it's mind-boggling uh, to hear that. I mean, look, I, I know there are people who are angry at Democrats and angry at liberals and angry at Joe Biden, and, and I understand all that. And it's not to say that both sides don't sometimes go too far, but these channels, this Newsmax and this AON, uh, OAN, pardon me, I don't know if you've had a chance to one day or the other sit down. I was recently asked to be on one of these networks. They wanted to interview me. Uh, so I said, okay, I, I will I will grant you an interview, I suppose. I mean, grant you, it makes it sound like I'm all that. I'm not. But they asked, they wanted to talk to me about something having to do with, uh, with, with, a, with I think it was CNN. And, uh, and I went on there. And you, and you know how, I don't know if you guys know this, but before you go on the air, like if you're going to go on the air at 9 p.m., they usually, they, they, they check you in around, you know, 20 minutes before. So you're listening there and you've got, the, you know, my, this little thing in your ear and you're listening to the conversation and you're listening to the anchors talk prior to going to you. And I was sitting there, uh, it was Newsmax, by the way, and I was sitting there listening to the horrible, offensive, just nasty things they were saying about immigrants and about the border and about Mexicans and about how they were coming over and how dangerous they were and how they were ruining America. I mean, it, 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 it was just so offensive and so direct and so nasty. And at the same time, of course, they were just welcoming everything that had to do with MAGA, 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 and President Trump, and he's our hero, and he's great. And you know what? They have a right to believe in whoever, again, they want to believe. But it was just so vile. I mean, when I, when I finally went on the air, I, I, even, I had a hard time performing. Because deep down, I, I told myself, I don't belong here. This is... And, and of course, look, and if they call me back, I'll talk to them again. Because I think we should all talk to each other. Most of us don't get a chance to watch that stuff. I, I would almost encourage you before they go off the air, and they're going to be going off the air very soon, before they go off the air, go, and, go tune in one night. S listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying about Mexicans, about Latinos, about my mother and my father, right? Maybe yours. Listen to what they're saying about gay Americans. Listen to what they say about Muslims. Listen to what they say about, about uh, African Americans. You know, it used to be that when you watched Fox News, you would hear the whispers of um, offensive comments about certain people. I get it. It's their business plan. OAN, Newsmax, it's not a whisper. It's not a whisper. They say it. They say it. They, they, they don't whisper. This is not a, a whisper campaign. And, and they make the majority of their money talking to, and they'll tell you, by the way, this is not me giving you an opinion. They are speaking directly to Trump 
voters or their perception of Trump voters. Because by the way, I'm going to defend Trump voters now. It's unfair to say that all Trump voters are vile, all Trump voters are deplorable, all Trump voters are anything. And they're not necessarily even going for Trump voters. They're going for that specific sect of MAGA voters who they perceive are angry and racist. They're, they're putting that on them. And, and by the way, in case those people aren't like that, after watching these news channels, if we can call them that, for a period of time, they will be like that. They will be like that because they will, they will put that stuff in your head. By the way, speaking of uh, Donald Trump, there's a new poll out. And, and I got I to gotta share this with you because I, uh, I think it's fascinating uh, to look at this. Here's what the poll says. First of all, do you think Donald Trump did anything illegal on January 6th? The majority of Americans are now saying yes. 44% of Americans are saying that Donald Trump um, did something illegal. Now, th th this is important given what's coming up, right? And what's coming up. Right. We're months away now from the midterms. The midterms is based usually on the height of the moment. And if these January 6th committee hearings are really making Americans think that Donald Trump has committed crimes, they're going to be less likely to vote Republican. I mean, this is the Richard Nixon effect, right? This is the this is this is the Richard Nixon effect of what it does to a party it could go both ways. But in this case, it, it seems right now most Americans after watching. By the way, I should share with you. This is The Economist. And look, there's four polls that are reporting this, not just one. I had to pick one and I decided to pick The Economist because, frankly, I think The Economist is the most credible of all sources of news, ask anyone, Republican or Democrat, they are they tend to be very down the middle. And most polls, by the way, it doesn't matter. Fox News polls are just as good as CNN polls. See, the poll takers have nothing to do with the network. But still, I know when I say New York Times poll, you think, ah, New York Times. Or if I say, you know, uh, the Washington Examiner poll, you go, oh, right wing. Or you know what? So here's The Economist. It's a global periodical. For the most part, they're very much down the middle. And this poll they have taken, and the results are from just last week, seem to indicate when they took the poll that most Americans are now thinking that Donald Trump needs to go to jail, that there's enough there there that he committed a crime. By the way, this is where this gets really interesting, right? This is where it starts getting really interesting. And, and, and this is when we get into... What this poll says about whether Americans believe that Republicans are going to win or Democrats are going to win the midterms. L let me read this to you. Um, here's the question. What do you expect will be the outcome of this year's elections for the U.S. Senate? Um, the majority, 37% of the people who are polled say Republicans are going to win. Republicans are going to win. They believe Republicans are going to win the midterms, at least it as far as the Senate is concerned. In other words, Republicans are going are gonna to have the Senate. And what about the House of Representatives? Well, same question. What do you expect will be the outcome this year's election in the U.S. House of Representatives? And there, the majority of respondents said, Republicans are going to win. Republicans are going to win the majority in the House, and Republicans are going to win the majority in the Senate. 38% of Americans 
believe that the Republicans are going to win. Only 25 or less believe the Democrats are going to win. So most people right now in the United States think that the Republicans will win. And, and, and this is important. This is very important. It goes to perception, right? But then they ask this question. And here's where this gets really interesting. Here's, here's the next question they asked. They asked, again, this is The Economist, uh, 1,500 uh, respondents. That's a pretty good size poll. 1,500 people were asked. Uh, good cross-section of Americans. If the election for the U.S. Congress were held today, who would you vote for? Would you vote for the Democratic candidate or the Republican candidate? Well, surprise, surprise, four polls are now saying that most Americans are voting Democratic, not Republican. Four polls are saying Americans are going to vote Democratic instead of uh, America, uh, instead of Republican. Here it is. Uh, Democratic Party candidate is who I would vote for. 44%. 44% of Americans are now saying they would vote for a Democrat over a Republican during the midterms. Th this is, this doesn't mean anything, by the way. Th uh, you know, this is a poll. You know what a poll is? It's a snapshot in time. It's a picture that we're taking today. And tomorrow a storm could come and you could take the same picture and the tree that was in the middle of that picture is gone because a hurricane knocked it out. And, and life and politics are a lot like the weather. One day it looks like this, and the next day it looks very, very different. So this means nothing, but I'll tell you what it does mean. It does mean that right now Republicans and Democrats both are very nervous about what can this race could turn on, right? And, and one of the things that they're most concerned about is Donald Trump not firing up his base, because to be honest with you, I think his base is as fired up as it's going to get, and it's never got unfired. Donald Trump's base has never been unfired. They're still there. They're still loyal. That whatever that is, that number, that 32, 33, 34, maybe 35, maybe 36 percent of Trump loyalists are still loyal to Donald Trump, right? But then there's the Democrats, most of which we know are lazy and usually don't vote in midterms because they're whatever. And, and then there's the middle, the ones who really decide elections in America, right? That Maybe that 10 to 12 percent. And what are they going to do? And I'll tell you what Republicans are concerned about right now. Republicans, you know, small r, are concerned that Donald Trump will rile up Democrats so much it'll get them to the polls. They're already riled up about the Supreme Court decision. And that may be why we're seeing now polls that show the Democrats are winning the midterms, at least according to these four, poll, four polls, including the one that we just saw in The Economist. But now there's something else, right? There's something else. What we're looking at now is the possibility that um, Donald Trump could fire them up. So now they'll be double fired up. They'll be fired up about Supreme Court, and then they'd be fired up about Donald Trump if Donald Trump does what? If Donald Trump does what? If he announces that he's going to run for president. So Republicans want to make sure he doesn't do that. So much so, <laughs> so much so, they're threatening him. You got to see this. All right, roll it, Antonio.
This is an entirely unprecedented arrangement. The Republican National Committee is paying and has been paying Donald Trump's personal legal bills. Some of these related to his businesses in New York, $1.7 million more than that just since October. Most recent payment we know of, more than $50,000 last month. So you're thinking, really? So the Republican Party has been paying all of his legal bills? And I don't think I can remember another president, with the possible exception of Bill Clinton, who's had more bill, more legal bills than this guy. I mean, this guy's being sued by just about everybody. Women, vendors. Uh, he's got the, you know, the state of Florida, the state of Georgia going after him. Uh, he's got the government going after him. Uh, he's got the DA in, uh, in, in, in Manhattan going after him. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of dough, right? That's a lot of money for, for lawyers. A lot of lawyers are getting very rich off this guy and the Republican party is paying for it, except what they're now saying to Donald Trump is, okay, we've been paying your legal bills. You want us to keep paying your legal bills? You want us to keep paying your legal bills? Do not, do not announce that you're going to be running for president before the midterms. Do not announce that you're running for president before you, uh, before the midterm. Or you know what? We'll stop paying your legal legal bills. <laughs> we will not pay your legal bills if you announce your candidacy for president prior to the midterms. In fact, here let let, let me let you hear this this next clip that kind of puts it all together for you. They don't want him to run, uh, announce he's running before the midterms. They want to run midterm campaigns based on Joe Biden and the economy. If Donald Trump announces he's running this fall, uh, it messes with that strategy. So they're saying you do that, we'll stop paying your bills. You do that and we are going to stop paying your bills. Can you imagine the Republican Party is saying, look, and this is a former president of the United States. You do that, we'll stop paying your bills. What they're essentially saying, and I think you don't have to be a mathematician from MIT to figure this out, right? They're saying, we think Donald Trump is probably the best tool in the Democrats' tool shed. They could use him just like that to fire up their base. And if he announces, that's what will fire them up. Now, it's interesting to examine this from several sides, including this. And I'm sure you've thought this through with me as well. <laughs> Donald Trump is the kind of guy who usually wants to do what he wants to do because he has two things that drive him, right? If you don't, I mean, those of us who watch this guy in office, whether you're a journalist like me and has to write stories about him or somebody who's just, uh, you know, somebody who takes notes of the mood of the country. If nothing else, he is two things. Two things he cares about. He cares about Donald Trump. He cares about his ego. He cares about power. He cares about his name. Th those things go into that little basket, right, that we call the ego, what, what he's all about. I need to be important. I need to be recognized. I need to be loved. I don't know. Psychologists said it has something to do with his father. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to do psychobabble for you. But we know that that stuff's important for him, right? So he 
announcing that he will be running for president, uh, president of the United States to him is important. It's, it's what he is. It's what he's made of. It's why he and uh, some of his friends made up these crazy stories about the fact that he did not lose the election when he did lose the election because his ego did not let him accept the fact that he lost the election, just like he can't accept anything where he's ever not won, including golf as we've talked about before in previous podcasts. But what's the other thing? See, here's, right? Here's the yin and the yang. If, if the yin is ego, the yang is money. Money. What's the other thing Donald Trump cares more about than anything else in the world? Money. So the Republican Party is playing his game. They're saying, we know you're going to announce because you love seeing yourself on camera and it's all very, very important to you. And by the way, he wouldn't be the first person who has an ego and runs for president. So it is what it is. But what they're saying is, we know how to hurt you. And we know how much money matters to you. And we know how many millions and millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars are going to be spent on lawyers defending you all over the country because of all these lawsuits that we're having to pay for. So instead of us paying these lawsuits, you're going to be paying these lawsuits. That's where they're trying to hit him. That's where they're trying to hit him. That, as far as uh, Donald Trump is concerned, that is where the rubber meets the road. You know, we look at these stories and we look at them from different perspectives. You know, as Latinos, it hasn't been difficult for us to figure out Donald Trump. We've said this before, and I'll say it again. To us, it still goes back to that very first day when he came down that escalator and the very first words out of his mouth were criminals and rapists. And to be honest with you, we know exactly who he was talking about. He was talking about people who crossed the border. Last time I checked, the people who are crossing that border are coming from what country? Canada? Norway? No. They're coming from Mexico. So we know what he was saying. And when we look at stories like this one, we, we can't go, we can't help but go back to that thinking. And it, 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 does it color us somewhat? Yeah. Does it color our thinking somewhat? Yeah, perhaps. But, but I think we have a right to be able to look at it that way. And it's important as well to look at the political fallout from all of this, because that, what we, when we do that, you know what we're doing? We're looking at Latino truths and to us, that's the Latino truth. And that's what we do here. That's what we do here on the Rick Sanchez News Podcast. And we're glad you're there because I think together we can get through these times and understand this and give it the perspective that I think is necessary, the Latino truth. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on uh, Apple or wherever you get your podcast. And we'll be here. We'll be here delivering the, uh, this message. By the way, for those of you who... Uh, who might want to look for us on, uh, or are watching us right now on uh, YouTube, subscribe. What do you got to lose? Adelante. Agua.